One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's a massive unplayable podcast episode today as Louis Cameron makes his long awaited return to the pod as he joins us from the Gold Coast ahead of the upcoming Australia versus West Indies T20 International Series. And I'll also be joined by cricket.com.au videographer Clancy Cinnamon to chat about what it's like to be inside the Aussie team on their recent tour to India. So without further ado, let's get into it for the Unplayable Podcast. All right, so for the first time in a while, we welcome back to the Unplayable Podcast, Louis Cameron, who is up on the Gold Coast covering the Australia versus West Indies T20 series. Welcome back, Louis. How are you? Hi, Josh. I'm good, mate. It's um, it's nice to be back after a bit of a sojourn. Um, I'm looking out over Metricon Stadium at the moment as we speak. The, a lot of red seats, the, the press box is red, all the radio boxes are red, and, um, and then the grass is green, so... Um, Interesting, interesting contrast, but it should be uh, should be good to. I was going to say get the summer started, but um, it's it's already started. Weirdly, it has been underway for a little while yet. Um, do you want to just fill us in on your sojourn, where you where you were, and what you've been up to since the Sri Lanka tour? Yeah, I uh, I went on holiday to Europe for for three months. So um, yeah, I thought it was a good time after all the COVID uh, ravages and border lockdowns and. Um, not being able to leave the country or let alone your, your own state. So, or let alone your own house, Josh. Um, Melbourne, Melbourne was bloody tough. So, um, yeah, went overseas for, for a little while and, and enjoyed it. That's right. I reckon you've earned it, mate. So you're straight back into the action with an Aaron Finch presser just now. Um, did he give an 11 for tomorrow's match at the Gold Coast? No, he didn't. Um, no 11 as yet, uh, which is interesting. He, he's normally quite open um, with teams and, and things like that. So, you know, maybe they haven't picked one or, or maybe they're just holding their cards close to their chest for now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I always think back to, I think it was last year when he got asked for an 11 on the eve of a game and he said, oh, no, I'm not going to name it today. And then he changed his mind halfway through the press conference and just named it anyway. So there was nothing like that today. He was... Um, he was giving nothing away uh, on that front. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. There, there's obviously six games to go before the before the T20 World Cup. So whoever they pick tomorrow, um, I dare say, that's that's not going to be their absolute best first choice, best 11 for, for the World Cup. Well, I guess one of those reasons is that Cameron Green, who had such a great series in India with 250s as an opener, isn't in that World Cup squad. He will be playing in this series because Marcus Stoinis is currently injured, but he won't be at the World Cup at this stage. So how do you see his um, role going to play out in this series coming up? Yeah, if Aaron was uh, a little bit a uh, little bit stronger on that, kind of saying that there's no, you know, there's no plans to get Cameron in at, at this point. Um, he said Marcus Stoinis is, is tracking quite well on his return from injury. Obviously, he's not going to be playing these two games against the West Indies in Queensland. He's stayed in Perth. Uh, and then the first game of a three-game series in England, sorry, against England 
uh, begins uh, on Sunday in Perth. So um, he's tracking well for that. So that's um, – and then Mitch Marsh still isn't bowling at the moment. Um, okay. So that so those those two things are probably why Green's around this squad and, and probably why he'll, he'll play tomorrow unless Australia play five bowlers. We know Australia like to play – the four bowlers plus um, the all rounders. Um, so Green and, and Maxwell might be might be those two if they go down that route. But yeah, I mean he he made an amazing case for himself in in India um, when there's you know a few question marks over over you know maybe I guess Aaron Finch's form and also Steve Smith's um, place in the team in the T Twenty side. So um, it's it's intriguing. It's a very different point to where we were last year where. It almost felt like we didn't have eleven players good enough to <laughs> for the team. That's what everyone was saying, and, and now there's there's even guys outside the fit World Cup fifteen. So I think they're glad that the the conversation has has shifted somewhat. Cameron Green certainly did his chances of a big IPL payday no harm at all with those performances. But one player who already has experienced a nice IPL payday is Tim David, and he debuted in that series just gone, and now it looks like he's a lock for Australia's middle order moving forward, number six, that sort of position. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it seems to be Do, do does the team want the um, the pure hitting ability and uh, ability to six from, from ball one? Or do they want a craftier player like Steve Smith in that middle order? We know that they kept um, kept him in a little bit as the the Mister Fix It. I know he doesn't like that term, but but that's what he was in the team for 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 last year's World Cup. If you know if they if they fell fell in a heap and were three for ten, then you, you've got you know one of the most talented batsmen in the mm. world to to rebuild things. So maybe the T Twenty game's changing a little bit where you you want just guys who can who can pummel pummel boundaries from from ball one and that that could play in David's favor um but I wouldn't discount the you know he's there's no doubt that David is a ready-made um you know entrant into this team like there hasn't been a a a more ready-made T20 cricketer for Australia um you know without having played international cricket so he's there but you know I wouldn't discount what Steve Smith can can bring and you know I dare say it might be something he can bring that that others others can't. Um, whether you need that in an Australian World Cup, I'm not sure. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I think Tim David's form at the minute is probably too good to ignore, and um, certainly to have somebody in that finisher position, which has proved to be such a difficult role to fill. Uh, Matthew Wade has, by the way, done a mm. very good job at it of late as Hasn't well, he? but. Yeah. They're so few and far between, and when you're in the form that he's in, I just think that you have to have to pick him. I reckon. Yeah, I think that's fair, and it's it's interesting that they've allowed him to take this this route towards international cricket. I don't think it it would have happened four or five years ago, where someone playing just domestic T Twenty leagues around the world um, could kind of do that. Could could skip the the domestic scene to an extent. I mean, we we know he's done really well in the Big Bash as well, and that's what gave him his platform. But um, it's it's completely different, and it's a it's a sign of the new world. I, I kind of wrote it yesterday in um, in the piece. It was it was funny. You know, for me personally, my first day back um, after a bit of a break, and it felt like when um, when the Sri Lanka series ended in in July, that um, world cricket was was in one place, and uh, I've kind of come back to it, and it's and it's in a different place, <laughs> and we're having different conversations. And Tim David's the the most emblematic player, I think, of that. So, um, yeah, it, it will be really interesting to see how he goes at this World Cup. If you do want to check out that article, uh, it's on cricket.com.au and I'll also leave a link in the episode notes so you can check that out. Now, 
Another thing you mentioned to me earlier was that Ashton Agar has an amazing uh, T20 record in Australia. In fact, I looked up his numbers and he, his economy rate in 12 T20 matches in this country is 5.3, which is quite incredible. And we have seen in the past uh, that Australia have liked to play five bowlers in Australia in their T20 side. But do you feel now that they've had success at the T20 World Cup with the four bowlers that they'll stick with that? Or will they go back to what they've uh, had success with in this country uh, with the five bowlers? I think they definitely want the the flexibility that four bowlers provides. I mean, we've seen in the one-day team that they've basically played um, three bowlers and that Cameron Green at, at points batted at number eight, which is um, – and then filled the side with all-rounders. So I tend to think that's where they want to go with white ball cricket is um, have lots of depth in your batting and then it gives gives the players a licence to, to go from ball one. Um, it, it's really hard on Ashton Agar because we know Zampa has – the, the lock on the that number one spinner spot um, and and it's it's just really hard on him so I, I mean I Finch did say today that he would like to have options and that you know they do want to have the option and, and know how to play with five bowlers um, and, and that could that could be good news for Ashton Agar but um, it doesn't look great for a minute it's um it's amazing really just just given that those numbers you, you spelled out an economy rate of 5.3 at home um, yeah, it, it means they know that they can play him um, at a pinch. Incredibly stiff, really. Um, and another player who has really taken his opportunities of late has been Mitch Marsh. You said he won't be bowling at this stage, but do you see him slotting straight back into that number three position where he had so much success at the T20 World Cup? Uh, Aaron Finch said as much today. Yeah, he um, he's straight back in, even as a batter only. That's how highly they rate him and, and right. that's how, how far he's come in, in the last... 12 months as a T20 player, as a T20 number three, just um, he's he's the anchor. I'd say he's um, one of the first picked at the moment. We, he was player of the player of the final from memory in, in last year's World Cup, um, and he, he's 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 really you know taken a taken a big step that I'm not sure many people saw coming um, on the outside. So yeah, he'll he'll play and um, and then you know I guess he's. I guess he's hopefully tracking well to, to be bowling back for, for the first game of the World Cup. But that, that is a bit of a watch this space because, um, you know, there, there's a concern over his ankle. There's, you know, some concern over Marcus Stoinis's side. Um, they're two really key players for the balance of the team. So Cameron Green is, uh, is, is lurking, isn't he? <laughs> he's waiting in the wings, that's for sure. Were there any other points from training today that you saw uh, as you watched the Aussies train this morning? Just Steve Smith hitting lots and lots of balls. It was. Um, it's good to know some things. You know, speaking off the top, a lot of things have changed in world cricket. Um, <laughs> one thing. One thing that hasn't is Steve Smith. He batted. Must have been for for a couple of hours, and um, it was it was pretty similar yesterday. So uh, he he just loves hitting cricket balls. He certainly does. Now, we haven't seen a lot of international cricket played at Metricon Stadium. We had a women's test there last year. What are we expecting from the pitch? Will it be fast like the Gabon traditionally is? Great question, Josh. It's um, a bit of an unknown. It, it is a drop-in. Um, and an okay. interesting point is that it's um, there's only two drop-ins. It's a little bit like what um, what people might have seen at uh, Marvel Stadium in, the, in, in Melbourne in the Big Bash where... Um, they might only even have one drop in if if I'm if I'm right. Uh, it's it's a bit funny for batters going to slide their bats um, when they're not on the pitch. And I know uh, Will Pukowski hurt his head 
um, here in a, in a game against the England Lions a, a year or two ago where he, his bat, oh, I think, might have got stuck in the grass. And um, and I know that that's been an issue at, uh, at Metricon Stadium as well. So that's kind of an interesting one that the players will need to, to watch. As, as far as dimensions, I'm looking at over the ground and it looks very... Um, Looks, you know, looks pretty even the whole way around. I wouldn't. It might be a, a touch shorter straight than it is um, side on. It's. I believe I've come here for footy before. I've watched the Mighty Saints win win a comeback game against the Gold Coast here before. Wow. I, I reckon. I reckon the the goals run at a different angle to what the pitch runs to. So that's just one of those one of those weird things that you notice as a Melbourne person. I think. <laughs> Right, okay, very interesting. We'll have to remember that when it comes on tomorrow night. Uh, let's just talk briefly about the West Indies. They've had a bit of a hiccup this morning. One of their star batters, Shimron Hetmeyer, is out of the squad and out of the T20 World Cup. Yeah, that one came out of nowhere, Josh, didn't it? I mean, it sounds like he was given, if I'm reading it right, and I've actually, we've got a, a press conference with Nick Puran in, in half an hour, so we can ask him for more details then. But it sounds like Hetmeyer basically missed two flights um, you know, he was given two chances and um, and so there's a bit of, uh, yeah, and missed those flights out to Australia. We do know it is a long way to come from the West Indies to Australia. You almost can't get further away, but um, a bit, bit mysterious. Uh, hopefully we, we, you know, hopefully everyone's okay. And um, But, you know, the West Indies have, have been pretty ruthless in, in just replacing him. And it's not just, he, he might not be super well known to Australian fans, but I'd say he's in, in, a, in a West Indies team that's changed a lot. Since um, the last World Cup, he's probably their second best batter behind uh, behind the skipper Nicholas Puran. So it's a huge loss, and things aren't looking great for them on the eve of a World Cup where they haven't actually qualified for the main draw yet. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree. And yeah, their, their turnover between tournaments has been quite incredible. Just five players from their squad of fifteen at the last edition, which was only twelve months ago, have survived. So the I mean, we've seen the likes of Gale, Pollard, Bravo. Uh, just off the top of my head, out mm. of that squad. And now a lot of fresh names, and Hetmeyer was going to be one of the established players, and he now won't be there. So that is a shame for them. And However, we will see Obed McCoy, who is a big – he's one of your favourites. You saw him in the West Indies last year, and he's also had success in the IPL. I really, really love him. I, the, when I saw him take a, this amazing court and bold where he did a somersault after he kind of caught it, uh, in the, this athletic motion of um, of taking the catch, I kind of just fell in love with him as a cricketer. Like I, <laughs> I just thought, um, you know, his bowling as well was was fantastic during that series in St Lucia. I know listeners are probably um, straining to remember it. Um, it. It was one of those uh, series that they played in a bubble during um, during all the lockdowns last year, and um, Australia got pummeled in that series, and they they would have got pummeled five nil if Mitch Stark didn't bowl out and bowl a, a brilliant. Uh, final over in in the only game that they won, so it, it's I, I mean I asked Aaron Finch today about it, like what um, you know, can he believe that this team that beaten admittedly under strength Australian team, but mm-hmm. um, still with with some of their big guns, can, can he believe that they you know have fallen this far where they they need to play against the likes of Zimbabwe and Scotland um, and these kind of teams? All due respect to them, but West Indies you would like to think that. They're in a in a different category. They've won this tournament twice. Um, Definitely. So yeah, it's. I mean, it could be the best thing for them playing in that that qualifying group. I'm I'm sure they might say something like that in terms of you know getting just game time into some of these guys and getting some confidence up and um, coming into the main tournament with a bit ahead of steam. 
Yeah, it certainly is going to be a bit different for them. Their campaign begins on October 16, uh, down in Geelong, I believe, is that where the West Indies are playing? Yeah, all three games there, yeah. All three games at Kidinia Park in Geelong. And Australia's campaign begins on October 22 against New Zealand. Uh, So put those dates into your diary and make sure you're tuning in. Lou, thanks for joining us on this edition of the Unplayable Podcast. Enjoy the series and uh, we'll chat to you next time. Thanks, Josh. Chat to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So it's a very warm welcome to the Unplayable podcast to a very familiar face around the Australian cricket team these days. His name is Clancy Cinnamon and he's a Cricket Australia videographer and he's just come back from a trip to India. Welcome, Donut. Thanks for having us, Josh. It's good to be here. Now, tell us about your role. You've worked for Cricket Australia for four years. You've been to England, South Africa, West Indies, Sri Lanka and the UAE, among other places. But you've always traditionally been on the outside of the team, but just recently on the trip to India, you were inside the team itself. How did that all go down? It was surreal, mate. It was one of those moments, you know, as a, as a young cricket fan coming up, you sort of think to yourself, like, just to sort of be in the team would be incredible. But then, you know, the next best thing for me was just to sort of be there and uh, be around the group, kind of hearing the ins and outs of the of the dressing room chit chat and um, being on the bus and especially in a country like India, which is uh, cricket mad, uh, you sort of just had to just pinch yourself and look around and think, uh, wow, how how incredible, like an experience. And um, yeah, learnt a lot and uh, got to know the players on a lot more personal level, which was also pretty awesome. And so, yeah, tell us about travelling through India. Cricket mad, we all know, everybody over there loves it. And the attention that the travelling teams get over there is just mental, isn't it? That's it. I was saying to someone the other day, I was like, I don't think there's anything that compares to it here in Australia, like in terms of like absolute stardom. Like honestly, behind like a rock star, like that would be maybe the only thing or like a, a pop star like that was the only thing you could compare it to. You just felt like people were spending their entire day waiting at the airport, waiting on the streets just for a glimpse of the team bus going past. And, um, yeah, obviously to be on that team bus and to see the people lining the streets on the way to the ground, on the way to the airport um, was pretty awesome. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I don't think it compares to anything else I've ever seen. Maybe in America it would be something there, but anywhere in Australia or um, in my travels, nothing compares to it. It's so surreal. And so it sounds like a dream job for many of our listeners, I'm sure. Tell us what your actual duties are um, before the match, during the match and post the match, I guess. Yeah, well, obviously uh, I'm a videographer first and foremost, so um, that's kind of where I'm always looking at how can I bring light to these players um, and, and basically be the eye of the fan. I always think to myself, like, what would a fan want to see? And I just kind of base my day off that. Um, obviously, we have some commercial um, responsibilities and some responsibilities to uh, our sponsors and different different things like that that we need to fulfil. We like to look after um, broadcasters back home through sending out um, VNRs, video news releases, which um, can run on TV and um, give people back here in Australia a sense of what's going on in the cricket world. So that's that's sort of my main job. Is anything anything surrounding the game? I don't necessarily film cricket live play because that's all taken care of by the broadcasters and they have the rights to that. So I tend to just stick to the fringes, um, all the stuff that you don't see on TV that you sort of see on cricket.com.au and on our social media channels is uh, is what I like to is what I do. So it's pretty pretty fun and um, I really enjoy it. And so the first T20 was in Mahali. Three days later, you're in Nagpur and then you finished the series in Hyderabad. Now, I know having travelled with you in the past that you do like to experience the cities that you're in and get out and about. Did you get much of a time to do that? Uh, it was pretty sheltered this time around. Um, I kind of lived a bit like a cricket player um, and a cricket player in India uh, kind of has the limitations because... Uh, obviously pretty hard to get anywhere with um, yeah, crowds of people waiting outside hotels. So I, I kind of committed to taking it pretty easy and just uh, just uh, taking in what I could from the bus and um, from the stadium and out the window. But um, yeah, it, I've been to India before uh, when I wasn't a part of the team and I had a blast. I got out and about just seeing the, the cricket in the streets, you know, um, people finishing work, uh, wearing full business attire, playing tennis ball cricket out in an open field. Uh, it was really cool. Um, it's, it's an experience like no other. Cricket in India, uh, it fills you with so much pride to be involved in such a sport. I think here in Australia, it can be sort of overshadowed a little bit by some of the other sports from time to time. Um, Whereas in India, it's just one sport, one, like, it's just, they're so focused on, on this one game and, um, and they love it so much. And, and that brings me a lot of joy seeing that. And we've also seen over the last little bit that um, your Instagram handle has got shouted out by the likes of Steve Smith, David Warner. Have you seen a nice little bump in your followers as a result of that? Yeah, I think they've passed a few followers on to me. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not the end goal, but it is nice to uh, it's nice to be recognised, I guess, um, for what I do, and um, and I think the players themselves um, are starting to see the value in in not only what I do, but in in Cricket Australia Digital as a whole, the way we blend the access, but also the patience and the 
attention to detail that it takes to get those really good shots. Like, you know, people obviously talk talk about the the viral videos that that have come out of it, and um, and I think like that's that's a credit to just patience and loving the game. That's the best thing about what we do is we all love the game, and uh, it really shows in our work. Have you had a favourite tour that you've done so far? As I mentioned earlier, you've been all over the world with your job. Has there been a favourite? That's a great question. I have a very convoluted answer to that question, but it's basically for the cricket, can't beat Ashes 2019, the actual what I was witnessing on the field. For the culture and the passion, it was India. Um, and for the fun, I would say it was South Africa. South Africa was a great tour, a lot of fun. Went there in 2020, just as the pandemic was starting. It was the, it was the last tour um, we went on um, over there for some white ball games and uh, I really enjoyed seeing the different cultures and when you go around the world and you see cricket in all these different places it's it's fascinating how different it is like in South Africa for example they have the, the bries on the go that you look around the stadium and there's smoke billowing from these little barbecues all around the ground and they're just cooking their meat at the ground and then you go to India and it's like I don't think they even serve alcohol there, and it, it's but it's like so loud, and they're going off. Um, and then obviously in England, it's like a very different crowd again, with you know the, the cheese and egg and bacon ties at Lords, and the and the different looks that you you get. Um, and it's it, it's a much more sort of um, yeah, it's just such a widespread sport. It just covers so many different cultures, and and so yeah, that's a very convoluted answer, but that's that's how I how I see it. Love it. And so what's your next assignment with the team? Where are you off to next? Well, I'm here in Gold Coast, then head over to Perth um, on the weekend. Uh, first game against England. Um, and there's obviously the England series coming up and then roll into World Cup. So very excited about covering that. Uh, I actually haven't covered a World Cup as yet. So it'll be, it'll be exciting and um, you know, fingers crossed the team goes well on home soil. Uh, it'll be, it'll make for some really good content. And uh, I know that, um, you know, Australia will be getting right behind them. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot for your time, mate, and giving us an insight into what it's like uh, being with the Australian cricket team and uh, all the best for the upcoming summer. You're welcome, Josh. Love your work, mate.